bed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Monday. Hope you're all doing well. Weather's kind of blah, but what can you do about that? Who knows? Oh, I'm just sort of chilling here. It's not real early in the morning, but it's early enough. Took me a while to wrap my head around waking up and all that kind of stuff. You know where that goes. Today I want to talk about bad role-playing sessions. And this is this was inspired by my friend Eric Tinkar. And I'll talk more about that after this. Okay, I want to talk about bad role-playing sessions because he recently did an episode on Tavern Chat, which is on Anchor. Everybody should listen to that. He says, is a bad role-playing session better than none at all? Well, you know, I don't ever remember being desperate enough to play to tolerate a bad session. Now, there may may have been a few con games, and I don't remember, but... I ha- but on the other hand, I have suffered through my share of bad game sessions. And let me tell you how it is. First of all, let me relate it to another thing I've done. For a time, I was, I was attempting to become a stand-up comedian. That's back when I was listening, listening, living in the Bay Area. And this gentleman gave me, gave comedy lessons in San Francisco and I was living in San Jose so every Sunday I would I would pack myself up and you know drive to the to the to San Francisco and go to the Holy City Zoo where he would do comedy lessons or stand-up comedy lessons he showed you the basics he showed you what to do how to write you know, he could couldn't tell you how to be funny but he told you you know how to here's what you do to write them here's what you do to practice here's what you do to to work on your stuff and it was very good i'm kind of sorry i stopped taking them but at the same time it made it gave me some really interesting insight into what's good and what's bad i vividly remember there was an open mic comedy night in San Francisco one Saturday night, I think it was, because you can go to these clubs and they do like, you know, anybody, come on up, do your comedy. And it was pretty good. I saw some pretty good acts there, but this one guy, I remember him from my classes too. This one guy came up there and they give you like, I don't know, five minutes, six minutes to do, to do some stuff. And then you, you know, you get off and the next guy comes up. But this guy, he had his whole set ready, his jokes and everything like that. And then he got up on stage and he saw there were younger people in the audience. And he pretty much had a blue set. In other words, you know, risque language, all that kind of stuff. Something more akin to what you'd see with the racier comics. And it totally unnerved him. He, I sweated bullets for him watching him. He saw like women in the front row. He saw younger kids because it was an earlier, it was an earlier performance earlier in the evening. And he just like, oh God, I don't know what. And he was saying this on the mic too. 
It's like, oh my God, I, I'm I'm sorry. Um, let me see. Um, and he just floundered for like two, three minutes, and then just left. He couldn't he couldn't deal with it. He he just totally locked up because he saw because he thought he was going to deal with just adults because it you know it was a comedy club and you know downtown San Francisco and all that. So he figured, okay, fine, I'll just do my regular set. And he had nothing. He kept going through all his jokes. He had he said he had nothing. He had nothing that was he had nothing that was not and nothing that was clean. So he locked up. Now, I've seen the same thing happen with a GM. Now, let me tell you, as a player, a bad gaming session is boring and just, just you know, boring and tedious. But let me tell you, on the other side of the screen, as a GM, if it's a bad session, it's excruciating. You get flop sweat. You get... You, I just... I remember they don't come very often. I'm not saying I'm the best GM in the world, but bad sessions when I'm behind the screen don't come very often because I managed to I managed to be entertaining. But I'm still remembering that last gangbuster session I did at North Texas RPG Con last year, which here it is. It's a matter of perspective again. Everybody who played it loved the game. I hated the game because I just felt that I was off. I was, it, it was a chore. When you get behind the screen and it's, you just can't, you just can't deliver. It's a real chore. I was really, because there were certain, certain things, you know, there were certain things going on. Some people hadn't played gangbusters before, which is okay. Some people didn't understand the genre. My friend Vince was playing a bad guy when everybody was playing else was playing good guys, which means I had to split the narrative his way once in a while. I just couldn't get him. I couldn't get everybody involved. And that was frustrating as hell to me. It really was. And when you're behind the screen, oh man, it's like the tortures of the damned. You know, a player can just go, oh, well, that sucked. I'm not going to do that anymore. But the, the GM's going, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? I got all my notes and everything like that. What the hell's wrong with me? Then you start analyzing it. And if you're lucky, you analyze it in a good light. Saying, okay, this, 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 and this happened. Let's see what we can do to fix it. Or didn't happen, I should say. What can we do to fix it? That's how people get better. Which I wonder how many people out there who's listening to me, can tolerate not a bad GM, but more like a new GM, because new GMs have this problem too. I We had this problem for a few sessions with one of the guys in the group in my Monday game when Matt was still with us, because he was trying to run something that I didn't think should have been run, but he did it anyway. He he ran he ran a D and D session based on the Legend of Zelda, and he was too focused on the game. He was too focused on people doing. He was he was borderline railroading us into things, and it was tedious. I think we had two sessions. After two sessions, he said, "Okay, we need somebody else behind the screen." Yes, it's glad that you're learning. 
And we did as much as we could to help him. In fact, at one point, I asked if I could come behind. He let me come behind the screen and run the game for about 10 minutes just to get the game back on track because people were throwing stuff at him he could not handle because he was he didn't have the experience. He didn't have the... He didn't... He's one of those people who say, I want to do this, and then they have no clue what they're doing once they get there because it looks fun. Now, I'm not discouraging this because this is how people become game masters. This is how people learn. But at the same time, you can fall into many, many traps that more experienced game masters would not and probably should help you. So we were helping. We did this to help. But he got to one one point where the players wanted to do something that he wasn't prepared for at all. I mean, at all. So I said, I finally stood up and I said, can I run the game for a little while? I said, I'm not going to take your game away from you. Let me run it for like a few minutes. So I ran the game for a few minutes. The people listened to me. I managed to do a few things that got the game back on track. And then I stepped away. I said, okay, continue. And he went back behind the screen, and people were going in the right direction. You know, that's the kind of thing. That was an extreme thing. I don't. I wouldn't do that all the time with somebody, because I. I it was. It was kind of. It was kind of. You know, I had some big cojones that night. I guess, and it was kind of nervy. And I. But I was. I was frustrated. I was very frustrated. And it's like you you can't just sit there for five minutes and behind the screen and dither like that. Oh, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna uh uh, ooh, uh yeah. you know, you can't be doing that and it's like here, let me help you. Please. I'm not you know, I'm not trying to take over your game, but please let me help you. Uh I don't know if he's still running games. He's probably not. He got into acting and stuff, but he's not in the game group anymore. But you know, we were all, we were all sincerely trying to help a novice person become a game master. My friend Matt, he was trying to he was trying to mess up with mess up the game. He was the main instigator of this because his idea. He's he's pretty much like a he's pretty much like a scared straight a uh, drill sergeant nasty when it comes to something like this it's like okay i'm gonna be the bad player i'm gonna be the the guy who i'm gonna be the guy who causes you trouble i'm gonna throw stuff from left field and see how you know this because his idea was well this is what you're gonna have to deal with and i understand where matt was coming from too but he's like matt you gotta back off a little come on you know back off and after the first or second the first session he said, here's my GM book. You guys want to see what I wrote? And we opened it up and it was blank. And he was proud because he ran the game without any notes. And the first thing we looked at him, he said, no, 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 you prep, you prep your game. You don't, you know, if you're, if you're stuck and you have to do this, that's one thing, but you don't purposely don't make any prep. You cannot run it off of memory. And even, you know, if I did that, I couldn't live with myself. Because, and, you know, you you do your prep. When you first start, you do your prep. You always do your prep. You should still do your prep as the game goes on, as you get more experience. But if you do get stuck, 
you have stuff to fall back on then. You have stuff you've written for the past you can pull out that you can do. You have, you have a backup. You have a net. But you don't get in there first or second session and run it off the top of your head. No. You sit down. You prep that thing. Okay? So he learned. Anyway. So that's my thought about bad games, bad sessions. And I'm going to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar at gmail.com. Or you can drop a voicemail and anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I would thank you. Thank you again, Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan, Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, and John Allen. You guys are great. Don't forget Dan Gregg's Jung Grognard Podcast. It's Y-U-N-G Grognard Podcast. And don't forget a couple on Anchor here. We got Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Owlbear and Big John Allen Larges' The Red Dice Diaries. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.